and welcome to the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. Very soon we'll be at 100 episodes, so today I have a special request for you. Hello and welcome to the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. In a little while, you'll hear a few of the highlights from the last 95 episodes I have had such a great time doing this podcast and as we approach the 100, who'd have thought 100? As we approach the 100th episode, I'd like to take a moment to look back at some of my favourite bits of the last 95, but also to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by people like you. Indeed, you may be a guest already, but if you're not, would you like to be? If you are a customer support leader, if you're leading a customer support team, a customer service team, a technical support team, then I want to hear from you. Or maybe you're not a leader in that field, but maybe you're listening to this because you work alongside customer service and customer support teams, in which case I want to hear from you too. As we move into the next 100 episodes, I'm looking for new guests. I'm looking also for questions. What have we not covered yet? I've had something like 35 guests over the last 95 episodes, but all of the topics have been largely of my and their choosing. The question is, what would you like to hear? What questions do you have? Would you like me to pose a question for you to one of my existing guests, or would you like to come on and answer someone else's question. So have a think about that. Get in touch. You can find me at customersupportleaders.com or you can email me direct at charlottecustomersupportleaders.com. And in the meantime, take a listen to some of my favorite bits of the last 95 episodes. I feel like you cannot create empathy in a person where none exists, but I feel like you can bring it out where it is buried deep. I don't think you can can spark something that is not there, but I do think that you can be like, okay, person, where they are saying, I am very upset. What do we say here? There are some there are some emotionally laden words here. What do we what do we respond with? And there have actually been some some instances I'm embarrassingly recently wherein they totally missed it like multiple people completely missed it and i'm like okay maybe i should have required a nine or a ten in like my personal empathy scale did you ever watch dexter no no so in dexter he was a psychopath he was a baby psychopath and his father basically taught him how to fake emotions how to like if somebody is showing this angry face, he's angry, and you should respond with these kinds of words in order to pretend to be a normal person who recognizes emotions. I feel like that's what we kind of do sometimes as a leader is even if someone has really excellent EIQ, they still sometimes need a little bit of coaching to be like, okay, when someone is saying these kinds of things, you still need to respond in this kind of way. It's that translation again, isn't it? We, we often talk right. about translation in, in support and particularly in leadership, that as much as we are 
translating things between our customers and our develop and our developers. We are also having to translate things for ourselves that a customer may say very clearly, I am very upset or I am very angry. And it should be, one hopes, quite clear how you respond to those sentences. There are other ways that customers can express their needs, good or bad. And the thing that you're coaching for is to recognize those and respond appropriately to those. Right, exactly. Like, I am very angry is also frequently like, well, that's not ideal. That, to me now, is like a flashing red light of, oh, man, they are pissed. For the benefit of our listeners, Ash has some great faces from from dis- disdain to anger. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm a delight. I think one thing that is industry agnostic is that who you're talking to is a human. And so... I said, I said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> Developers are humans too. It's it, Exactly. Exactly. They're humans too and they appreciate genuine human tone as yeah. well. Um, and so it's funny because it's like, duh, of course they're humans too. So are we essentially saying that the future is human? The future is human. I mean, who knew? It was the co-founder of the company that I reported to and I wrote a very strong email and he was thankfully very kind. He's like, I see you have some feelings about this. Like, let's meet in a couple days. Okay. Wow. Um, our, our leadership really does have everybody's you know interests in mind and so i didn't realize that they talked about us so much <laughs> i mean i guess it's like <laughs> oh we're just support nobody cares about us you know everybody in support feels like yeah. that at some point in time talk me through what's going on well you know i go home at night and then i i crank through these the ticket queue because the queue's all backed up and, and i come in the office and i'm trying to do performance reviews and i'm doing this and that and the other and basically she was just killing herself to make sure that nothing fell uh, you know nothing fell apart and everything was fine I said, well, try to be in your boss's shoes and have him look at what your team is doing. Does he see a problem here? I said, well, no, because every night I'm going, I'm going home and I'm, I'm tackling the tickets and I'm getting the job done. Maybe you need to show him a little bit of that. Maybe the team needs to fall just a little bit. If you're pulling you know, 10, 12-hour days so you can do your job as a manager and then your job as a person in the queue, that's not healthy for the team because your management isn't seeing what, what's really happening, which is you're burning yourself out. It's okay that, that you're not doing everything in the queue. It's okay to be a resource for your team. My approach to support is... Um, data-informed customer-centric all the time. And when you're looking at the customer experience as a whole, these data points um, that you're coming up with for your metrics are so important to understanding how well you're doing for the customer. One of the hard lessons is there's only so much you can do. And in a lot of those cases, it's actually just the person on the other side is, is just not willing to commit. Um, they're checked out or they really, there's something else going on and this isn't the, the job, the organization, what have you for them mm-hmm. in the long run. When you start looking at individuals as numbers on a spreadsheet, you're, you're effectively reducing them to cogs on robots. a machine. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cogs on a machine. Exactly. So if that's how, that's how you, you view them, you're only ever looking for efficiencies. Exactly. You are, yeah. you are saying it's so much prettier than I could, but that is exactly what I would, if anybody in my life takes anything away from anything I say is that don't treat your employees as numbers, treat them as human beings. 
and don't do that. Can I tell you my um, one secret tip I love to do in an interview? (gasps) Please do. Please do. (laughs) This career path is actually for you. Like this, this is your thing, which is always, those are like, I always like call them like the unicorns, like in my mind, like those are the (laughs) unicorns. How do do you spot them? How do you spot a unicorn? (laughs) Aside from, you know, like really, really like pretty hair and like a unicorn. (laughs) And the horn. Uh, Yeah. It's totally wrong to say that support cannot have an impact on growth. And so there's a few ways that you can do that. I think One is just like a mindset of growth in support. I think if your leadership in support, whether it's yourself as a support leader, whether it's your CFO or your CEO, if you all look at support as a cost center, that attitude is going to come out of your mouth. It's going to enter into your quarterly meetings. It's going to seep into the team and the team is going to believe that they are a drag on growth. And that is super toxic. Um, so a statistic that I ran across recently that was really eye-opening was that 80% of companies believe that they deliver super customer experiences. And only 8% of customers think they receive super customer experiences. Wow. So that... <laughs> So what's the difference? Like, like <laughs> I know the difference is 72%. I can do the maths. <laughs> so we're doing forecasting first, right? Right. We'll go boom, boom. We'll keep this quite rapid because I'm, I'm going I'm, to. Nobody believes ahead. you, Charlotte. Not a single person anywhere. No, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. This only happens with you and Matt Dale. Mostly <laughs> you. Yeah, I'm, I'm able to contain Matt Dale somewhat, but only by like. A small Your force of will. Yeah, something like that. I started talking to him about the speed limits in Windsor Great Park at one point this evening. I'll tell you that another time. If I get into that, we will not get Come this on, man. Done. We're like nope. 20 seconds into this already. Nope. nope, not telling you. Not telling you. I'll tell you Go another on. time. Go on. With with the speed limits or with the podcast? No, with the podcast. <laughs> Daffy. <laughs> That's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed this little look back. I'll see you next time.